You're listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience, hosted by me, Anna Parker Naples. I'm taking you through the journey of writing and publishing my first historical novel, focusing on the history of women at home in Britain, the Bletchley Park girls, the factory girls, the Wrens, the Wafts and the Land girls. I'll be sharing with you the challenges of the research, the learning and the writing struggles as I celebrate with you the women at home in Britain in the 1940s. I think it's fair to say that throughout my life, I've had a knack for storytelling. That's ultimately why any actor really wants to perform. Yes, they might want the glory and the recognition, but it's actually about telling a story and being wrapped up in it and taking people on that journey with them. I mentioned in the previous episode that I played Anne Frank when I was 16 and loved getting to grips with the history. I loved Chekhov when I was at university. I loved Ibsen. I loved Shakespeare. I completely geeked out on text and word and storytelling as a spoken medium and a physical medium when I was at drama school and then later when I became a working actor. In more recent times, I specialised in audiobook narration and audio drama because I wanted to find a way to marry my life as a very busy stay-at-home mum with being a paid actor, paid performer. And through some challenging circumstances in my life, audio presented incredible opportunities for me to tell those stories worldwide. And particularly in the US, my work was recognised, celebrated, and I was booked out uh, by audio producers, particularly in America, for many, many projects that required a young British female voice to be the narrator on those projects. And I loved it. I would get so involved with those projects that I could take on board all of the characters but particularly if there was a strong female protagonist I could go into the research what was happening in their world and really delve into not only the emotion but the historical elements or or the the cultural elements of a, a character's life so that I could bring that to life through the spoken word in audiobook form what I learned from narrating well over a hundred books in the space of just under two and a bit years was that there is a big difference between a well-written book and one that actually is poorly written, horrendously edited, if edited at all. And, And those made me poignantly aware of the fact that if ever I was to do something myself, to write something myself, I did not want to fall into the latter category because nobody around you will tell you that your book actually isn't well written. And I know for myself that when I when I do something, I like to do it properly. So I was really aware of what worked in fiction and what for me was a massive turnoff And for a long time, I believed that I couldn't write, that I didn't have the right to write. And I think many of us who are creative at heart have had incidences that have knocked our confidence, that have made us believe that we can't be a creative being. And this is something that I delve into a lot in my very first book, Get Visible, How to Have More Income, Influence and Impact. 
I, I talk about the levels of imposter syndrome and the beliefs I had about myself as a writer that despite the fact that I used to, as a child, spend so much time writing newsletters and magazines and all sorts of stories that I would constantly be writing, that my confidence was knocked at the age of seven or eight when I was on a brownie camp. And quite often these days, when I am invited to give talks to corporate women or women in business or entrepreneurial women, I will often talk about this moment where I felt so much shame because I heard criticism that somewhat about my work when someone had no idea that I was there. And actually, I didn't have the emotional awareness to realise that what was actually happening was he was hurting himself. And as a result of the, he felt that I'd criticised his work. And so as I sat there in front of this typewriter, busily typing out for the Brownie Camp newsletter to go out the next day, I could feel in my chest this wave of shame and redness coming up my chest and up into my neck and my cheeks. And at that point, at an unconscious level, I made the decision that I couldn't write and I shouldn't write. And actually that Get Visible book tells you a lot if you choose to read it or listen to it about how I got to the bottom of some of those limiting beliefs that I didn't even realise were running through my life to a point where I realised that I have the right to speak up, I have the right to be successful, I have the ability to be successful. And I then went on to write two books, um, my first one, Get Visible, and my second, Podcast with Impact. Now, those two books were entirely self-published, but they they changed everything for me. One, in terms of the confidence to put myself out there, but two, in terms of the commercial viability that it it presented me as a business asset, as someone running a personal brand. And so I was determined with those books that even if I had to scrimp in order to have them self-published, I didn't want to wait to have the permission of a publisher to be approved by a publisher because I knew that these had incredible capacity as brand leverage for my business, that what I did make sure and ensure and was committed to having was a really great copy editor who would work on the book to make it a great read. And that was really important to me. So I knew that if I was going to create, take this World War II story, the facets of stories, the background and the history and the research and turn it into something creative, that it was really important to me because of all some of the badly written, poorly written books that I'd narrated in the past, compared with those that were brilliantly written and edited, I knew that I wanted to have a product that I was incredibly proud of, that was well written, well edited. Now, I know very little about writing a novel. I know about story creation. I'm an actor. I've devised plays. I've worked on plays. I've directed at at quite high levels. But actually putting that work into a long-form written fiction is a different entity. And I decided that if I was going to do this, I didn't want to be on my own. I didn't want to be lonely on this journey even though I can be the only one writing and and creating those characters and putting them on the page, I wanted to have a support network 
of others who were experiencing what I was going through as well albeit with different topics. And I wanted to learn how to do this properly. I've self-published two books in the non-fiction sphere, but this time around, I want to give myself the best opportunity of getting an agent, getting a publisher, having a traditional book publishing deal. Because this time around, I feel right now as though that's the best way forward, having done the self-publishing route for business. This feels much more like art and much more, in inverted commas, worthy. And I had this sense that I wanted to do it properly. So I started to look around at MA courses, Masters of Arts in Creative Writing. And I knew that for my life, for my family commitments, for my business commitments, I love my business. I love what I do. It's personal brand led. It requires me to be present quite a lot of the time, even though I have a fabulous team who support me in all sorts of elements of the business. But I wanted to make sure that I wasn't sacrificing other parts of my life in order to go and do a course. And I can remember saying to my mum, what I would love is to, particularly on the back of the pandemic, actually, where we've been at home so much for a two-year period, I wanted to reinvigorate myself with connections and potential new friendships and to get out of my house. I didn't want to do an online course. I run an online business. I wanted this time with this venture to be meeting regularly with people to have that freshness of experience, to have extra stimulus and stimuli that I'm not getting in my home environment because I'm here all of the time. So I began, I said to my to my mum, I said, what I'd really love is if there was a course in London that was a few minutes walk from Euston, which is the train line that we're on from my town, Leighton Buzzard, and that fitted perfectly with the school run so that I didn't have to rely on anybody else to pick up my children, to take them in the morning. And so that this could be my thing that didn't impact on anybody else's life. And lo and behold, either through the wonders of law of attraction or better yet, the wonders of the Facebook algorithm where Facebook is listening to everything we say. The very next day, I saw that there was an advert on my Facebook feed for a course that was of MA level, but was solely focused on writing your novel and getting you from the point of initial concept to at least the point of 10,000 words. And what I loved about this course was that it was part of the world-renowned Faber and Faber literary publishing team who also have their agency and that they were very, very well respected. And guess what? Even better than that, the course was located just a 10-minute walk from Euston and it was in hours between 10.30am and 1.30pm, which meant that I could be there in the morning to take the children to school and to pick them up. We live in a village, so it's hard for them to get home without me being present. And that's always been a, a really important part of our family life. So I decided that I would apply for this course. And I'll tell you what, it brought up so many issues for me just making that decision. And I'm going to share that with you in another episode. But much of this podcast is going to be initially about the things I'm learning on that creative writing process, as well as 
the reasoning behind some of the research that I'm going to have to omit in order to tell a story rather than present historical facts, because there is a difference. If you've loved this episode, I would so love to hear from you. Send me a message on Instagram at Anna Parker Naples and just put WW2 so that I know it's this podcast that you've listened to. I'd love to know what this has got you thinking about for your own life today. Thank you for listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me on Instagram at Anna Parker Naples. Let's make sure we celebrate these incredible women at home in Britain in World War II.